Assalamu alaikum guys and welcome back to another episode of The Word Affairs. So um, I'm not entirely sure if you can tell from the sound of my voice but I've literally got the biggest grin on my face okay and the reason for that is because the first thing I said I was going to do with this episode um, was to thank each and every single one of you who um basically listen to the podcast because I know that there have been some very recent listeners and um, some people who are working and backtracking from all the old episodes which were pretty much a year and a half ago um so jazakallah khair for that honestly I've been watching the growth of the podcast and it has literally just been doing so well mashallah and I just wanted to take a minute to thank each and every single one of you who follow me on anywhere that you see me on on you know the podcast on Instagram, TikTok, what have you, um, because it means, it makes the world's difference to me. Um, And the reason for that is I've been doing this for like, well, I've been doing the podcast since about May 2020. So if you're new here and you've just got started with the podcast, thank you so much because there are so many episodes and you can pick and choose whatever you like to listen to. But also with like socials, with Instagram, etc. That was only recent, like maybe like halfway through the year and I have met so many of you through that you know I'm always always responding to my DM requests um and I'm always engaging with you guys and literally thank you so much for reaching out to me if you haven't reached out to me yet and you're thinking of doing it what's stopping you (laughs) because quite literally I will not ignore it like I will literally be responding to you guys so I feel like I've said literally about 10 times but seriously guys thank you so much like we literally hit 10k on TikTok I'm almost like at a thousand on Instagram I think um, and it just feels nice to be appreciated <laughs> but what makes me happy like more than anything is the podcast whenever someone reaches out and says hey I've been listening to your podcast or I've been doing this I've been listening to this episode it just makes me so happy when I've been seeing the amount of like listeners that have just been growing and growing mashallah it makes me so happy happy because it makes me realize like there are people out there who are willing to listen to me and I'm not putting them to sleep first of all um but also because this is my baby this is quite literally like my little baby project it's literally the first thing that I ever did to put myself out there like I had never had social media before this anyway so um when I started the podcast and I started putting myself out there and just having general conversations and I remember like the first ever episode that I put out and I had like seven listeners or something or was it the second episode and I was so happy I was over the moon and I was telling everyone I was like guys seven people actually listened to it or rather seven people clicked on it and for me that was so big because you know here I am in my bedroom at my little desk just recording an episode putting it out there and there's people out there who are actually listening to me and then when you guys message me it just it just it literally blows my mind so jazakal khair literally every single one of you who have ever reached out every single one of you who have ever listened to an episode even 10 minutes seriously thank you from the bottom of my heart and in that happiness I decided to do something a little different with this episode something in fact that I have never done before um with the podcast and that was reaching out to you guys on Instagram and basically putting up an ask me anything question poll on on my story and first of all so many of you replied to this like literally I have so many questions so many answers so many comments 
And I was just mind blown because I was always scared of doing this in case like no one replied or no one was bothered. And Alhamdulillah, like there are so many of you who have so many amazing questions or so many funny ones too. And I was like, nah, this is this is just a blessing because like I was not expecting this type of outreach. So that is something that I'm going to be doing today. So we're going to go through a lot of these questions, inshallah. And if we have time at the end, we will be doing a relax with reddit thread um i'm not too sure about that one but we will see so i'm just gonna get right into the questions and right into all of the little comments and yeah let's see what we get okay so first of all i have found a really nice cute comment saying love the podcast your energy views and company may i love bless you with much more thank you so much i wish nothing but the best for you too i wish allah blesses all of you abundantly in this life and the next and i make dua for all of you guys trust me um so thank you so much that means the world's difference to me so uh the first question is has your wider family friends discovered the podcast and what were their reactions okay so this one's quite a good story um I basically like I said before started this podcast in May 2020 and before that leading up to it I was obsessed with podcasts okay I was literally listening to them everywhere anywhere because I was trying to get out of music and at the same time I just found them so interesting and so I kind of realized you know what like I would really like to sit in front of a mic and basically like talk to the world and I was saying at home quite a bit and my family were like you know what you can talk for England which is quite true to be honest with you like I don't think I mean I could bore you with my words maybe that's the thing but I can talk for a long time okay I'm not gonna lie about that one so my family were pretty much like oh yeah that actually sounds like pretty you know a pretty cool idea but you know it was kind of like in the back of my head I wasn't really sure and then on my birthday um my brother he bought me a mic and I was so surprised I was like ah like okay I probably have to start it now because he's bought me a microphone and you know he's very tech like gadgety and he's really good he in fact actually made my website as well um so www.thewordaffairs.co.uk check that out because he made that he's really good and he does actually um do websites like he can make you one as well obviously because of cost and charged and all that but um yeah so made me a website got me a mic so I just started and you know he kind of like helped me download the audacity um software and I that's what I used to obviously put, put out the episodes there but anyways so I started the podcast obviously and my friends I think it's like my two closest friends um they basically were like it's amazing it's like this it's like that okay here like the good points the bad points um another friend of mine from America bless her she was like really interested in it um and it was at the beginning literally just my close friends and that was it like literally my family didn't even really listen to it much they used to play it like around me as a joke and I used to hate it um and then it just started to grow alhamdulillah mashallah it just started to grow but I still hadn't told any of like my further family and then um I got invited on to the BBC uh radio um what was it now channel four is that even a channel BBC radio four sorry um on the Bridget Tetter show and I literally only had like a three minute segment guys and I was so like shocked about that I was like no did they actually just call me on for a three minute segment but still alhamdulillah I was grateful for the opportunity so literally a week before that I was like yeah by the way guys you know to like my extended family I was like I've got a podcast and it was just one family in specific to be honest with you and I think they probably are listening to it right now <laughs> because literally like they're so supportive mashallah so um 
they were like, no way, you've got, you know, on a podcast, everything like that, they, you know, put the word out there, um, and next thing you know, like, everyone was listening to it on BBC Radio when I came on the show, which was such a, such an amazing opportunity, um, but they were really, like, widely, like, approving of it is that weird approving yeah they approved it basically they were really happy and really supportive to be honest with you um in terms of like wider friends family yeah so like then it started to grow like I said and a lot of my other friends you know started to listen to it and everything um I did tell my friends before my extended family but um so supportive everyone was definitely so supportive my family especially like my mom my dad and my two brothers literally so supportive and alhamdulillah I'm so grateful for that um it wasn't anything like that you know like I hid it or anything like that or I was doing it in secret um because funnily enough I was listening to a podcast recently and they're like doing so well mashallah by the way um they like a few girls from Canada I think Toronto but um they were actually talking about how they didn't tell their parents at the beginning of that about their podcast and they were just do- kind of doing it in secret and then it just hit off and they're like oh yeah by the way we have a podcast but whereas with me it was more so i you know, told them right from the get-go and I just started it and, you know, they were so, so supportive of it, especially then when I went onto the BBC uh, radio and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, really grateful. Um, to be honest, with my extended family, I'm not entirely sure about everybody else, about how they received the news because um, it's not really ever been something that we have spoken about. So, in general, it's literally like only one family that I've spoken to about it and they literally loved it. They were just so happy and over the moon for me. Whereas the others, I'm not entirely sure how they felt. Um, um, so yeah, alhamdulillah, grateful for that because everybody pretty much loved it so far that I know. Okay, so next question. Do you see yourself showcasing any visuals to the pod? Example, face, backdrop, image. So it's quite funny actually that you asked me this question because only recently Spotify have started this um, new feature where it's basically like video podcasts. So your podcast like episode will still be streamed out to everywhere else like Apple Podcasts, etc. But on Spotify specifically, it will have a video with it as well playing. So you can like watch the video on Spotify. And it came out and I had early access to it. So they contacted me and they were like, yeah, you've got early access to this. Um, you know, start it right here, right now will help you but I already knew that that's not something that I want to be doing the reason why I don't actually show my face or I don't have any background or image well the reason why I don't have any background or image is quite frankly I'm not entirely sure I really like the first ever visual I had for it which was like the um it was like you know the um cover art um of me um and that's actually fun fact I made that with my brother ourselves um and I really really liked that and I genuinely don't see myself changing that in the foreseeable future but hey ho you never know as for showing my face um I used to actually show my face right at the beginning on like my socials on Instagram but um I slowly started to stop that because I wasn't comfortable with it when it started to grow a bit because I realized you actually don't truly know who's following you you'll never know who is truly out there following you and that's not a bad thing but at the same time you don't know what people's intentions are and you know the dms that I was kind of getting were kind of weird so I yeah I just you know stopped showing my face or anything and honestly it's the best thing that I could have ever done alhamdulillah I don't show my face um and I'm grateful for that um I don't think I'll be changing that anytime soon I don't think that's something that I will be basically changing like adding my face on or showing my face more because also my focus of my podcast of my socials it's very much 
you know, life-based. It's very much deen-based, you know, Islamic studies-based, um, knowledge of the deen. Inshallah, when I start the physician associate masters, I'll be plugging some things of that in. So if that's my focus, I don't get, I don't see what my face has to do with that. And yeah, you could say, oh, put a face to the case, right? I know and I understand that. Yeah, at the same time, I don't want to be taking, um, I don't want to. I don't want to be taking that focus away. So I don't know if you guys are very familiar with Homie on um, like TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. She started on TikTok and then I think she just kind of grew everywhere else. She's absolutely amazing. Such an inspirational person, and she basically was always making amazing content on Islam, on life, cute things here and there. And then she slowly started to change her visuals. So, you know, she'd have her face. She always wore her hijab perfectly, 100%. She was, like, literally wearing hijab. But then I went back to her a long time ago and I saw that she was now wearing niqab on, like, her socials. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not sure about this. And she literally said, I just cover my face online. I don't cover it in, you know real life so I was watching this on her YouTube video and she was explaining why this was the case and she said that even when she was uploading like really good Islamic content which actually had a good point and value to it she was still seeing in the comments people being like oh I didn't hear a single thing she said I was so distracted by her beauty oh she's so beautiful I forgot entirely what she was saying guys I keep having to pause it because I don't understand like I'm just so distracted by how beautiful she is and she tried to combat that without you know that by taking her makeup off and everything like that and then she just started covering her face entirely because she was like I don't want that to happen I don't want people to be getting distracted when I'm trying to send them a message about Islam so she covered her face and then she was also saying how like she was getting very horrible dms nasty dms from men and just gross gross things that they would say which is so disgusting because you know you can say hey you know what if you're covered it's fine and that's true but you know there will men are men like there are still people out there who do not have good intentions for you and no matter how much you cover up no matter what you cover up they will still always have something to say about you and Hummy clearly represented that she clearly talked about that and I was so grateful because a long long time ago before I'd even seen that video I was already I was always covering my face anyway on socials and I was so happy that I was doing that so um if like for example if I wanted to change my mind down the line or anything like that if anything Hummy's video kind of like re they kind of like recessed my intentions and it kind of showed me no you know what alhamdulillah I'm grateful with for what I'm doing right now so in in terms of answering the question I don't think I would ever be changing the visuals I like the way it is um you know but to be honest with you, like maybe when I start studying, you know, I'll be adding more things about my life and stuff or about studying. Um, but as for my face, I don't really think I'll be showing my face only because, you know, I want to protect myself. So moving on to the next question. Okay, so there's these two questions which I'm going to kind of like combine into into one. So how have you been on... How Sorry, doesn't even make sense. Sorry, one second. How have you been on Dean? Yeah, how have you been on Dean and also have a busy life? And the other question was, tips of studying Islam, finding motivation slash drive to create daily habits. P.S. Love your page. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, I thought I'd just combine these two because, you know, it's kind of the similar thing. Um, so first of all, how do I study Dean and also have a busy life? Fun fact, right? A lot of people actually message me saying stuff like, this, oh, I'm also studying at university. How do I do this? How do I kind of like balance the both? For me, I have... I finished my degree, I always say this, but I finished my degree in June, sorry, May, I did my exams and I got my results in June. Um, and I start my master's, inshallah, properly in February. So I have actually been out of education for a little while, not a whole year, but over half a year. 
and it's given me so much time to reflect on my dean. It's given me so much time to refocus my priorities. But having said that, at the same time, I'm working um, like very long hours at work. So I think it was just before, before November, I think, um, I was doing about over 52 hours a week, quite frankly, and that kind of does add up and take us a toll on you. And um, now I'm still doing more like than full-time hours. But um, in terms of the question, I think you really need to sit down and think how bad do you want it? How bad do you actually want to know more about your deen and more about the world of Islam and the more, you know, more about in terms of like the Quran and, you know, the Arabic language? How badly do you want it? And what is it that you want from it? So for me, for example, I really really have always wanted to to do the seed of the Quran okay um it's been kind of like on my list for about over a year now and I did start it way way before I'd say about a year ago but I it just wasn't the same kick I wasn't organized okay and then now I was like no it's either now or never I want to basically get so good with my deen I want to basically have such a good structure and such a good routine that when I do start my master's inshallah I don't leave this behind um that when I do start my master's I don't find excuses being like oh you know I'm doing a very intensive you know master's course so I don't really have time to study my deen I was like nah no way I'm not going to be doing that to myself because that's what I said when I was doing university undergraduate so um you really have to find your purpose and you really have to think okay what is it what is it that I want out of this and like I said for me I wanted to balance both and I really 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 wanted to understand the religion that I was born into so hear me out on that one you know sometimes we see reverts and you're like oh they're better Muslims than we are and honestly that's quite true um and the reason for that is because they weren't born into this religion they didn't just get a free pass so they had to really think and really decide when they realized that I want to be a part of Islam and so they did their research and they continue to do their research because quite frankly, let me tell you one thing, since I started studying Islam, since I started studying the Quran, there is never like an end to the knowledge. You can always, always be learning something. It is absolutely unlimited. It's so vast. Um, And secondly, I would say is, obviously, like I said, being, you know, born a Muslim. I was born a Muslim and I saw a very funny, uh, not funny, a very, you know, relevant tiktok recently where i said you know people who are born into the religion can also find the religion later on and that's so true 100 you know because i always say this i always talk about this on the podcast of how i um you know started to fall in love with islam after about 19 years old and if you think about it before that like what was i doing for all those years you know so i was born into it but did i actually know anything about my deen and rather what was it that i was taught about my deen that needs basically unlearning what is it what are the wrong interpretations the wrong understandings of the dean that I need to get out of my head because um sadly we sometimes are taught things that are not actually relevant to the dean not actually relevant to islam and they're more cultural and we need to eradicate that because that is very very dangerous you don't want to be passing that on to your children one day inshallah so um tips i would say definitely find your purpose find your focus see why you want it how badly do you want this okay also another thing was one of the reasons that really made me want to get close to islam and learn about it was inshallah one day if Allah wills it for me, um, should I become a mother and have children? I want to be teaching my children the beauty of Islam. I want them to fall in love with Islam and not run away from it. I don't want to be using Islam and I don't want to be using Allah and the presence of Allah as as a as a policing system. No way. I'm not going to make them run away from it. If anything, I want them to be so rooted in Islam, so deep with their deen that no one can take it away from them. And how can I do that? 
by learning the deen myself. I cannot ever expect my children to just grow up and then become religious if I'm not going to learn it myself and teach it to them. That's just impossible. So I realised that one of my tips is to honestly think about the future. Think about the long term. What are you going to get out of this in long term, right? Because yes, you're going to learn Islam, but are you going to act upon it? There's no point in understanding and learning the deen if you're not going to act upon it. You know, I put up a TikTok recently and it was talking about how... Um, it was talking about the concept of memorizing and understanding the Quran and forgive me if I don't remember who actually said it it was one of like you know the salafs you could find it on my TikTok page um but they were talking about how for them back in their days it was easy to act upon the Quran but harder to memorize whereas he said then there'll come a time for the people where it'll be easy to memorize it but hard to act upon the Quran and just take a second to look around you it is so difficult to tell people like hey this is what the Quran says that's what the Quran says because you know they they find it as a the, the justification that you 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 see some people saying is yeah but that was in their time no, that was, a, that was a different generation. Yeah, but look at them and then look at us. Yeah, but it was so easy back in their generation. And I'm sorry to say, but there is no way that that's acceptable because then what you're looking for is a soft version of Dean. And you can't be doing that. You either, you know, follow all of it or, you know, you don't get to pick and choose, quite frankly. So definitely whatever you learn you need to act upon it that's another tip I would say um but yeah in terms of having a busy life I feel like it's just gonna get busier inshallah and I still intend to you know stick to my deen maybe I won't be focusing um a lot 24 7 on studying Islam because obviously I have other commitments such as studying for my master's but I will definitely try to balance them one by one um, another question relating to that is how would you suggest to organize Dean study and work for example in the NHS so this is quite a tricky one because I know for example NHS you know some people accidentally end up working a lot of hours and it can be quite demanding but one thing I would say is you need to have a timetable genuinely that sounds like so cliche but seriously you need to go back to basics and the first thing that we were ever taught at school was when you need to revise you need to be organized you need to basically plot your times and your days and one thing I will say though is if you're looking for a timetable don't do like a monthly planner like I think definitely have a monthly planner with your goals and aims to reach for the end of the month inshallah but I think you should focus more on a weekly planner and the reason for that is you can see it in real time so I for example for this December I had made a monthly planner and I'll be honest it didn't really go to plan because life can be so unexpected so I felt really really ill and there was no way that I was going to be able to study. I literally was just about pray, praying my salah. And so all of those like plans and goals that I made for every day in December, you know, I didn't really accomplish any of them because like I said, totally unexpectedly, I fell ill. And so I think it's best to have a weekly planner um, and, you know, do, do, do like a week timetable so you can really see it in real time and really understand okay so for this week I've got to just tackle these tasks don't overburden yourself and don't overwhelm yourself so in terms of studying and organizing with that one oh my alarm sorry about that guys um with that one you definitely need to you know, look at your kind of like work hours and look at the hours you have to yourself it's kind of um it sounds a bit I don't know uh a bit cliche again but I think Molly May said this recently and everyone was kind of like having a go at her because um you know she's white and she you know comes from a very rich background and she went on tv to get her fame and she said something like oh everyone has 24 hours in the day you just gotta use them you know effectively and you know what's really funny is it's annoying because when I say this I know a lot of people are not gonna believe me but wallahi I have been saying this for such a long time and the reason I've been saying this is because I learned this when I was about 17 years old um 
And I learned, like, everyone has 24 hours of the day. It's just up to you how to use them. And, you know, Molly Mae said the same thing. And everyone was like, oh, that's not fair because you come from such a privileged background, which is true, to be honest with you, which is very true. Because I bet you, if any one of us brown girls tried to do what she was doing, I'm telling you, we will never get to that level. I'm telling you, okay? So, yeah, back to what I was saying was you have 24 hours in the day. So, say if you're working a 10 hour shift okay that is quite hard I'm not gonna lie quite difficult but you're gonna get some breaks as well in your breaks I'd say first and foremost your priority should be to basically prioritize your salah right don't miss your salah don't try you're always trying to read it on time you know easier said than done but just please try and read it on time and then when you come home obviously you want to spend time with your family but you know you may have that extra hour or two before you go to bed just kind of like dedicate that to something either to reading more quran either to doing more dhikr either to watching a lecture or two either to kind of understanding just one verse from the quran doing tafsir of one verse or just trying to understand one hadith of the day you know so always 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 just know that first of all you shouldn't be overwhelming yourself and second of all salah and quran is very very important over everything and then obviously then think about learning the deen um okay so the next question is um how did you become so consistent with islam despite all these worldly interactions okay so with this one um one thing i will say and it's again it sounds like very overused is people only put out there about themselves what they want people to know so um with that you best believe I'm getting distracted on a daily business. Like, I'm I'm getting distracted on a daily, okay? There are so many types of worldly distractions. Sometimes I will, you know, leave studying to watch a film, you know, at home. Or I might think, ah, oh, suck it, I'm just going to go play Ludo with my friends. Um, and, you know, afterwards I feel the guilt kind of hit me. I'm like, I could have been using that time to be more, you know, to utilise it and just to be more productive. But at the same time, when you talk about worldly distractions, it happens to the best of us, guys. You know, sometimes I'll end up scrolling for a good, half an hour on tiktok and then i realize i'm like oh crap like i could have done this i could have done that and you know that can be quite hard but you just have to tell yourself as well that hey again like i said in the last question can't you can't be overwhelming yourself having said that though in terms of consistency yes i will be honest um I do try my best, absolute best to be consistent with, with, you know, learning Islam and stuff like that. And I think this comes from holding yourself accountable. So first and foremost, I think what you need to do is have that one friend or have that one person who is always, always, always pushing you to be better. Okay. Someone who you can openly talk about Islam with. Okay. And this comes from how the Prophet Muhammad always kind of like told us, hey, you need to be surrounding yourself with good people. You need to be surrounding yourself with good friends. Okay. Because someone gets recognized by their friends. So if I can have just that one person and always be telling them, hey, I learned this about Islam, I learned that about Islam, or, you know, he, uh, she's basically telling me like, hey, okay, so there's this hadith, there's that hadith. Trust me, it makes a mountain's worth of difference. I only really, you know, discovered that recently. When you are alone on the journey and when you're kind of like just facing yourself, it can get very, very tiring. And so I realized when I had someone there who basically can always motivate me and, you know, basically push me for the dean, I realized I'm holding myself accountable because this person expects a certain standard of me too. And so that is something that helps you with consistency. Also, when you're surrounding yourself by deen, by Islam, you will realize, hang on, I want to be in this world as well. Yasmin Majahid said something, um, or Magahid, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce the surname, but she said something in a very um, old lecture or speech, I can't remember which one it was, and it stuck with me for the rest of my life. She said that 
Your social media, your phone is like your fridge. When you wake up and you open your phone and you're going through your socials, what are you taking out of your fridge today? So essentially our fridge, right, it contains food and we eat that food and it nourishes us and it's got, you know, nutrition and everything. It keeps us alive and that's what we're feeding ourselves. So essentially when you are opening your phone and when you're going through your TikTok and your Instagram and your Twitter and your, you know, Snapchat, whatever, what are those type of people that you're following and what are they feeding you? What is that algorithm feeding you today? Okay. Now, trust me on TikTok, it can be very, very hard. Okay. Cause let's be real. TikTok right now, it's like the mammoth of social media. We can't lie about that. And the algorithm works in a very, very funny way. But at the same time, babe, it's your algorithm. You know, sometimes how men be like, oh my God, um, this girl, this like half naked girl, she just came up on my screen. Oh, I didn't even do anything. I don't know where she came from. But like deep down all girls know, Mm-mm-mm that's your algorithm that's your algorithm I know what you're liking so in that similar way it works with Islam slowly change and adapt your algorithm to something that's always constantly going to be reminding you of Islam okay and hey don't get me wrong we all deserve a break from time to time that's true but also if you're going to be slowly changing and adapting your algorithm you'll realize that your content is becoming more friendly basically you know you're not going to be having you know a lot of content that you know has a lot of fitna in it like hopefully inshallah anyway it's going to be more related to you and your your desires and your passions basically what are you passionate about and if you want to focus on islam and you want to focus on deen then hey guys that's like your first and foremost passion right and then therefore you slowly need to change your algorithm start liking most um islamic stuff start liking more deen related content follow those people who are always talking and preaching about deen who are always talking and reminding their fellow people about deen trust me it makes the world's difference i used to struggle a lot with um in terms of hijabi fashion modest fashion and i say that with like abbreviation like apostrophes right um and the reason for that is because i was following so many hijabi influencers who basically were wearing i'm sorry to say the tightest of clothes okay and they were promoting it as modest now the only reason why they were getting away with that was because it covered them fully meaning it was full arms it was full to their legs to their ankles but at the same time you could literally see that entire figure. However, they were getting away with that because they were labelled as hijabi fashioners, hijabi modest fashion. And so it kind of distorts and manipulates your view of modesty. Quite frankly, that is not modesty. In Islam, modesty doesn't mean being fully covered. Now, this is kind of like going off the tracks, but I'm just, I'm on to hear something, right? So just hear me out. What that means is basically, I slowly started to realise when I went back to the, you know, to the deen, and I started to read more about modesty and what it actually means, I realised, hang on, this, this, what I'm following, these people, that is not okay. They are literally not going to take me to any good place. So I unfollowed them. Hard. It was a hard decision. Not going to lie, because you want to look beautiful 24-7. You want your figure showing, because quite frankly, we're proud of our figures. But it also got to a point where you realised, nah, that's not it. Like, I know that that's not what true modesty is, and I need to unfollow these people, because then they're going to distort my perception of it. And so similarly, I changed my algorithm to more actual, true, modest content. And it's the same. If you want to like not fall so much into the distractions, you need to start changing your algorithm. I will always say this again and again. Your social media is your fridge. What are you taking out to eat today? Quite frankly. So I hope that answered the question. <laughs> okay, so next question. Is there a topic for the podcast that you wish to discuss but feel unsure or nervous about? Yes, there is. There is always going to be that type of topic for anyone who, you know, they think twice before discussing. For me, it's marriage. Um, I did an episode on interracial marriage uh, quite a while ago and I will still stand by 100% what I said in that in that episode and will never take back what I said. Um, however, in terms of getting married, 
finding the one, um, being single, being in a relationship, you know, uh, tackling marriage in general, the cultural expectations of marriage, forced marriage, um, finding true love, whatever have you. I do not really approach this topic with my own opinions or with my own experiences because number one I don't really have much experience of being married I'm not married and second of all you know not everyone has to agree with your opinions and therefore sometimes what you believe it can offend other people I mean I'll be honest I am 100% real and honest on this podcast I never lie I don't make up a version nothing like that but at the same time I keep those opinions closely guarded to my chest in terms of how I personally would want to find someone or anything like that because I know other people they would not take it the same way they would not think the same way and um, also like I said I don't believe you should be sharing everything about you out there you know, for the world to hear. One thing I will wholeheartedly say is I try my absolute 100% best to, you know, limit non-mahram interactions and maintain haya. So if anyone has ever got a message off me in like, you know, on the podcast, um, sorry, on social media, um, a man specifically, and if I've answered one of your queries and then I literally always message another message after saying, I won't be responding to any further questions or, you know, DMs from you, you know, to maintain haya and limit non-mahram interaction. And I do that because I don't want to be getting into a lot of unnecessary conversations. Of course, the odd conversation here and there about then like the podcast or whatever makes sense about Islam, but you know, at the same time, I'm always, always trying to limit it. So inshallah, um, I hope I stick to that but in terms of like yeah like that type of topic I don't like to talk about it because um you know everyone has their own experiences and everyone has their own uh, opinions about it and I feel like I stand rudely to my opinion you best believe if you met me in real life oh I would go to town about it with you but in terms of on the podcast where it can stay there forever um and other people may not like it or dislike it you know I'm sorry but that's really out of my control so therefore to limit that I keep it to myself and I keep it closely guarded to my chest but um yeah that's just one topic I don't really talk about but hey you never know maybe in the future I might want to but as of yet, I know for sure that's n- like, I'm not going anywhere near it. <laughs> so someone asked, being a Daisy, have you ever had to worry your mother is screaming in the background? Guys, trust me, every single episode that I record, someone is running up and down on stairs. Someone's having a conversation, shouting to each other. The doors are slamming here and there. Someone's calling me and I'm literally like, oh, for God's sake, I have to pause it and I have to take that part out. And funnily enough, it's actually very rarely my own mother. It's like mostly my brothers or my dad. So yeah, um, don't worry. I've had that fear constantly. It comes up every episode, but I've always tried to catch it and get it out. So if I haven't and you've caught it once, twice here and there, let me know. Someone asked me what are my weaknesses. Um, okay, so with my weaknesses, I think I'll genuinely genuinely say that they are very much related like to mental stuff. So overthinking, first and foremost, overthinking will be the death of me, literally. Um, I will literally always overthink everything and then recently I learned a technique where it was basically talking about facto thought so anytime you start to have an overthinking episode and you're kind of like letting it get the best of you you need to stop and you need to look at it and think to yourself hang on is what I'm thinking a fact or a thought and you'll realize that most of the time you can't even say that it's a fact most of the times it's a thought and if it's a thought you need to tell yourself right it needs to stop right here right now you can't give it any more time and attention because quite literally it has not happened yet or quite literally um it's not the you know most of your concern it's not a fact and we don't need to tackle it until it becomes a fact and therefore it's helped me a lot alhamdulillah with my overthinking but that is something I, I definitely think is a weakness because 
I do think like, have you ever heard that thing? A person who thinks is constantly surrounded by thought, something like that, that sound, but that's definitely me. Um, another one of my weaknesses is people pleasing. People pleasing will literally, oh my God, like I can't talk to you guys about how much I people please. I was that type of person at work, um, back when I used to work in a supermarket where if they needed that person to do anything I would be that person just because I could just I just could not say no I couldn't say no and um I literally was always there for overtime one time I literally did a morning shift guys went home she rings me later my supervisor and she's like hey I'm really sorry about this we don't have no one to come in but can you do the like the closing shift I'm like yeah okay I'm there why why did I say that even though I actually did not want to go into work, I wanted to have for myself, but I've always, always been a people pleaser. I always go out of my way for people. And hey, that's a good thing, don't get me wrong. But when they are starting to use you as a doormat, you really need to like focus and look at yourself and think, is what am I, you know, is what I'm doing, what am I doing that's, you know, wrong, basically? Am I, am I basically, you know, is it benefiting me or benefiting them? And I think, alhamdulillah, in 2021, one thing I really did learn was stop being a doormat. Stop, stop being a doormat for people. If you feel a certain way, say it. If you want to say no, say no. You don't always have to be at everyone's beck and call. And this was something that I suffered a lot, especially um, at university uh, with certain people um, who I don't really talk to anymore, to be honest with you, because of this, quite frankly, this issue. And it's really funny because to this day, I have never been acknowledged for all of the help, all of the advice, all of the, you know, assignment helping, nothing like that. I've never been, you know, told and appreciated of that. Um, but at the same time, it was a massive, massive lesson for me because that I literally was like my last draw. That was like, that is the time I'm not gonna be a doormat for anyone anymore. I am not going out my way for people to just literally walk all over me. It's always been a thing with me from the past my literally when I was like 10 years old my parents would always say to me kind of you need to stop letting people walk all over you and obviously you're, you're a kid you have little kiddie issues right you know little silly issues but the fact that they could see that in me then and I still carried it on till I'm 21 I was like this is something that I need to stop so alhamdulillah thanks to god in 2021 I have slowly started to you know let go of that habit I still suffer from it but inshallah 22 will be my year um, and other than that I think sometimes when I'm angry I can say things that I I don't totally mean but I can say very very harsh things and you know the anger can really get into me like it can get to me and you know I'll say something that I'll end up regretting afterwards and I totally didn't mean it but because I was so angry in that moment I just ripped right into that person um and you know stuff like that's a very very bad trait to have to be honest with you like it is even a weakness like that's a bad trait and I'm really really trying to you know work on that so now I've realized that if you're angry you should literally just stay quiet in that moment go away take some time and then come back and you'll realize you're not going to say the worst things ever um but yeah I'd say those are mainly like mainly my three weaknesses someone said your bestest friends um okay so with this one funnily enough I actually keep my circle very small um I literally only have like three three bestest friends um and I wouldn't change that for the world like I literally when I tell you like these are the three people I can just call whenever wherever I actually don't really talk to anyone else apart from that I do have people that I know here and there but other than that especially like on like online friends stuff like that, my, my best friends I mean I don't want to know I don't know if I should say their names because I don't know if they want me to call them out like that but yeah I definitely say um Three of my closest friends are the ones I met at university. One of them I've known since I was like four years old. And in other terms, two of like my other closest like friends, like, you know, I would even go like to say bestest friends, 
um definitely two girls that I used to know from college um and literally they are my biggest supporters ever on my social media platform um I love them to death like literally they are so so supportive so alhamdulillah I'm so grateful for that I don't actually have any sisters and I've never had sisters I'm literally the only girl and I'm the eldest and that can sometimes be quite hard (laughs) but honestly when I say that these like these girls are my sisters um and I wouldn't have it any other way to be honest with you alhamdulillah so I'm grateful for them in my life Another question is, in the episode on Palestine, you showed a more vulnerable and emotional side um, to you. How did you feel after posting that? And would you be comfortable openly speaking about other such topics, which are quite emotionally difficult but needed? So um, in reference, obviously, I did an episode on Palestine and the Palestinian conflicts and everything. And basically the, you know, horrific things that the Zionists are still doing, to be honest, to this day against Palestinians. And I did get quite emotional in that episode. I think I was very much close to ki- uh, to tears or I almost cried. Um, and after uploading that, I will be honest, um, it's funny because a lot of people were saying that they were getting, um, what was the word now? I forgot. Basically, the views that everything that they were uploading about Palestine, it was lower. And, you know, you had these social media platforms that were basically not really getting outreach about it. And I did see that a little bit on my episode. Um, and I noticed that. But I was emotional, like you said. I do believe that it was a vulnerable side to me and I did think for a second should I cut it out and then I thought hey you know what no I'm gonna leave it in there because it's real and it's raw um in terms of would I do it again like in terms of speaking about difficult and emotional subjects of course 100% 125% I think I would like to say that on my socials like on my stories well on Instagram for those of you following me there I literally spam post a lot right but I would like to say that I am very very open about talking about a lot of these topics racism um Palestine every single type of conflict um Islamophobia and the hijab I literally talk about so much and I will never ever ever stop talking about it I don't care what profession I go into I don't care anything if it's wrong it needs to be spoken about and it needs to be spoken about to everyone if you are thinking or worried or panicking oh I don't know if I should talk about this it's gonna take a toll on me it's gonna take an effect on me what's stopping you because I swear honestly even if you make a difference to one person who clicks on it and learns more about it I feel like you've done yourself a justice there and yeah I would 100% speak about it again and again I will never stop speaking about Palestine I'll never stop speaking about Syria about Yemen about all of those conflicts about all of the people out there who are creating genocide on a mass level who are literally killing our fellow Muslims even in like China who are being silent about it who are literally causing so much pain to all of our Muslim brothers and sisters I don't think I'll ever stop talking about that and I don't think anyone should to be honest with you so yeah I would always be emotional and open about that okay so there's a really beautiful question here and it says how to gain sabr first of all just remember this <laughs> everyone has their difficulties and hardships trust me that is not a way for me to kind of like um devalue your your difficulties but trust me you are not the only person out there who's going through stuff so if you ever feel alone and you ever feel like you have no one to talk to you best believe every single night there's someone out there who are having conversations with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about their difficulties and about their hardships and you need to talk to Allah about it because trust me you can cry as much as you want to people no one is ever going to give you that satisfaction until you talk and cry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, um, I saw a video just literally before I started recording this episode and it was talking about how the Prophet Muhammad wasallam went through every single type of hardship you could name. Allah tested him with every single hardship to show everyone that whatever you're suffering and whatever you're going through, you have the ability to be patient. Like literally, the Prophet Muhammad was sitting near the Kaaba and 
um, the you know one of the members of the Quraysh, they went and threw intestines on his back, literally. And he just got up, he shook it. They literally pelted stones at him until he had to run out of the city. Um, you know, they, they lost literally so many of their loved people. They lost Khadija, who, who was the first woman he ever loved and the first supporter of Islam. So, you know, trust me, I'm not saying like, hey, your you know struggles aren't valid or anything like that. Another thing is as well, there is not a single hardship that was, you know, that came to you that wasn't written for you. What that means is if you're going through something right now, if your heart is paining, whatever it may be, whatever it was that you went through, whether it was self-destructed, whether it was caused by yourself, whether it was given to you by anyone else, Allah has written it for you. There is not a single thing that was supposed to harm you that was not written for you. And it said as well that the angels, you have angels that surround you that are always protecting you from something that is not decreed. But when something is decreed for you, they step away and they let it happen. So you just deep that for a second and realise that if you're going through hardship, mental or physical or emotional, and you're feeling it to a point where you're literally like, I don't know if I can take this anymore. Just imagine that it was decreed for you. That was it was written for you. There is not a single hardship that you know you you don't have the ability to go through because you best believe if you didn't, Allah would not be testing you with it. Every single thing that you're going through right now, Allah believes that you've got the capability, you've got the ability in yourselves to basically take it, to basically endure it. And trust me, I think this is personally one thing I have learned from all the hardships I have faced in life that they are there to break you so that you can be made into a better person. You have to be broken to then be molded into a better version of yourself. And what better way to be molded into a better version of yourself than to face hardships that will literally put you at breaking point. They will literally tear you apart. Sadly to say, they will literally tear you apart. They will literally break you and you will be sobbing. And it's sad, it's true. And hey, it passes, it goes, it slowly fades away you come out of it and there's always light at the end of the tunnel because if you could not see it through Allah would not have tested you literally if you could not have seen it through Allah would not have given it to you so you need to understand that and have sabr guys have tawakkul and have sabr because trust me there's 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 a um i think it was sheikh muhammad aslam he said wallahi if allah has written something for you then not a single person in creation is able to prevent it so just relax and we often use that in a way to basically like talk about you know finding love or finding a job or finding true happiness but also that goes the same way for hardships so wallahi if allah has written hardship for you then not a single person in creation is able to prevent it. So you need to relax. You need to have sabr and you need to know, why am I being tested? Because Allah knows that I'm going to come out of this as a better person. Do I have the ability to go through this? Do I have the ability to get to the end of this? Well, of course I do. Because if I didn't, why would Allah send it on me? He would never send it upon me if he didn't think that I have the ability. Because Allah does not burden a soul more than it can bear. There you go. And with every hardship comes ease. Now, it's easy for us to quote verses of the Quran, you know, hadiths, certain quotes. It's very easy. But you know what? I'm sorry to say it requires a lot of sabr. And trust me, trust me, you need to have sabr. Allah is the best person you can talk to. And always, always have sabr for everything you're going through. It is easier said than done, but easier, easier said than done. Sorry. But you will pass it. Trust me, you will get through it in the end, inshallah. Um, and another question is, what's some advice you would give to teenagers trying to stay on Dean in a Western society? Hmm, I think this one's quite hard because if honest, um, if I am honest with you guys, I really struggled with this when I was a teenager. Um, and the Western society, honestly, it's just so, it's so harsh, it's so cruel. Um, and one thing I would say is, 
always at the end of the day you need to come back you know when you're back at home when you're in your room literally make sure you're connected to your salah if you fix your salah we will fix everything trust me if you are taking that time out of your life to to pray your five times a day fajr zuhur asr maghrib isha you will be fine trust me because once you pray your salah and once you fixate your life around salah and you don't you don't fixate salah around your life you will see a massive change okay because hear me out when you're out there in the western society when you're basically in the face of capitalism and you're literally looking to them and be like hang on sorry gotta gotta go there for five minutes and pray my salah because my allah is more important my god is more important than your constructs of capitalism and your constructs of society literally it's like a smack to the face honestly you're gonna go pray so once and first and foremost literally i would say to all of the teens out there if you can pray five times a day honestly you're a winner you are a winner because trust me i know just how hard that can be when you've got school when you've got commitments when you're applying for university when you've got work as well and then you know you're going out with your friends and you've got this western society and there's so much fitness sorry to say you know if you can pray trust me that's literally you come out as a winner and you'll see read your quran read your surah al-kahf on friday do your dhikr trust me it's easier said than done but honestly i know how you feel because it was a struggle for me as well and i think this is going to be the last question because we've kind of gone over um but it says have you got a dream guest or guests that you would like on the podcast um honestly my mum and dad um especially especially my mum um i was talking about this i think about a few weeks ago and i said that i would really like my mum to be on it because um quite frankly i feel like her life stories and her life lessons that she could teach are just amazing because obviously at the age of 18 she moved to this country started a whole new life and that isn't very easy you know not very easy at all and i would love to have her on here but sadly she's too shy she's like no no i can't do it i'm not coming on it i'm not coming on it and i mean i'm not going to lie her english is absolutely fine mashallah um but she's just so shy and then my dad um i would really like to have him on it as well because i mean you know my dad's worked very very hard in his life and um I did say one time I was going to put up like a a poll and say, you know, guys, who do you want to have on the podcast, my mother or my father first. Um but they're just too shy. They're like, "No, no, we can't come on." <laughs> but yeah, definitely those would be my dream guests. So, um there are so many other questions and I'm so sorry if you asked me a question and I didn't get around to answer it. But thank you so so much for all of your questions. Thank you so much for taking the time out to reply to that story. Thank you so much for taking the time to support me. And for those of you who are new and if you've got this far, jazakallah khair for, you know, being this far in the first place. Um please do take a minute to follow me on Instagram at the word affairs and on TikTok at the word affairs and follow the podcast, listen to the episodes and check out my website at www.thewordaffairs.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening to this episode guys. I appreciate it so much. And we will see you next week for another episode inshallah take care